Excuse me, but are you loving this podcast? If you are, you can support the show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. All you have to do is hit the link in the show description to support now. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Excuse me, I have something to say. This is the podcast where we have real and open conversations about life and everything it throws our way. I'm your host, Sean Philip Naylor, and you can join me each episode as I talk with inspiring people who also have something to say. You can also join in on the conversations by contacting me directly through the show's official social channels, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at excuseme underscore pod. Facebook and YouTube, search Excuse Me, I Have Something to Say, or visit our official website, excusemeihavesomethingtosay.com. As always, all links are embedded into the show notes for you, and don't forget to click on that subscribe button. And if you're listening through Apple Podcasts, remember you can rate and review the show there. Hello, guys, and welcome back. I hope you're all keeping safe and well, wearing your masks and staying inside and following the government guidelines, especially if you're in New South Wales. I mean, shit has been getting crazy down there lately, and I'm sure that we can all agree it's been a long couple of weeks since the last episode aired, but this week we are back and we are bringing a bit of inspiring positivity for you all. As most of you regular listeners will know, when I started Excuse Me, it was a way for me to find my voice again after a bit of a mental struggle and coming to terms with the loss of a great friend. There are a lot of people out there who are feeling lost, feeling like they've lost or don't have a voice for whatever reason, and that can really do a number on our confidence and on our mental health. If that's you or you can relate to that feeling, or you just need a bit of a pick-me-up and an inspirational confidence boost, then this episode is for you. Today, I'm joined by David Mudge. David is stopping by the podcast to share his own story with us and how, by stepping outside of his comfort zone, he didn't just find his confidence and his voice again, but he found a whole new lust for life. Hi, David. Welcome to the show. How are you? I am fantastic. Thank you. So obviously you are coming by the podcast and you're going to have a little talk about finding your voice and refinding your confidence. Can you start by telling the audience a little bit about yourself? My name is David. I live up in Brisbane and I currently work in the IT sector, which I've been since 2002. Just sort of do I'm in a sort of software development area and my job is called a tester so I'm actually make sure that programs work as they're supposed to without any any of those bugs a lot of people would obviously 
experienced that, especially with things like the census we had a few years ago where the whole system came crashing down. And FYI, that wasn't my responsibility, so that's <laughs> that wasn't my fault. But that's my sort of job is to make sure things like that don't happen. And I deal in, I do work for the government in the federal health sector. So I'm looking at tools which deal with sort of uh, medicine data, the, all the medicines we have in the country. So obviously, obviously that's something that has to be correct. You don't want that to be wrong. So I'm involved in doing that. Married. Been, I got married this, this year to a lovely lady called Cinta. And what else do you want to know? I just, yeah, that's <laughs> me, I guess. Um, I like computers and gaming and movies. Yeah, so, long walks on the beach. The long walks, <laughs> I love it. Um, so the conversation that we're having today is about your path to, I guess, sort of reconnecting with yourself a little bit. So tell us a little bit about how you found your voice and and why you needed to where were you at in your life that made you kind of go I'm not as confident as I want to be or I'm not living the way I want to well to be honest I didn't know that I needed something until I found it which is some common in in a lot of people's lives so I can't really say why I started but I will get to the how a bit later but to sum it up in sort of one word I found my voice and my confidence through an organisation that's called Toastmasters and nothing to do with making toast. <laughs> so what, what exactly is Toastmasters? Because um, I, somebody else who I interviewed on the podcast made a very brief reference to it and she lives in Canada. Um, that was Rachel Hayek from one of the previous conversations about mindfulness. So I already knew, I personally, I already knew that you were involved in Toastmasters, but I didn't really know too much about what it is. And then when she mentioned it, it kind of spiked my interest again. That's good. Uh, so basically, it's an organisation. It's been around for nearly 100 years. I think in 2024, mm-hmm. it will be 100 years old. And it's basically an organisation that helps you to basically learn public speaking. But it's not really that simple because a lot of people might think, oh, well, I don't speak. I'm not a politician or anything. I don't speak in front of crowds. It's not something that I need. In actual fact, what many people don't realise is that public speaking is not just about standing up in front of a crowd and, and addressing them. We use it all the time, even if we are in social situations with friends or maybe even having a meeting in your workplace. And to be good at public, sorry, speaking in public at these situations, it helps if you have certain skills. And some of those skills, there's a lot of them, but the basic ones are good eye contact, having good vocal variety, body language, having a good structure to something you're talking about. And so basically Toastmasters is an organisation which helps to teach you all of these things, not just for public speaking, but these skills come in handy for everyday activities. So that's basically in a nutshell what it is, teaching you a lot of life skills, basically. Okay. And so you said that you didn't know that you were missing something or needing something until you found it. So how did you find Toastmasters, how did you stumble across those? So I didn't really know anything about Toastmasters before I joined it, and I didn't know what it could do for you. And, I mean, obviously I did know that I did lack confidence in certain areas. I didn't really know how I could fix that, and I didn't know that Toastmasters could do it. It's a really good story how I found Toastmasters. It was from my friend called Che. He's a very driven person, and he's the one that started going to Toastmasters first and was telling me about it. Even then I was like, oh, yeah, whatever. 
but he actually invited me along to join one of his meetings when he was doing one of his or giving his first speech. And I thought, okay, I'll go along and support him. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll just be along with the spectator. I had this image in my head that I'd be sitting in an audience somewhere, he'd be up on a stage and I'd just be watching him and just supporting him, no worries. I didn't have any idea that I'd actually be involved in the meeting when I went. And that's exactly what really happened. When I went along to see him do his speech, I actually became part of the meeting and was asked to get up and speak. And I remember thinking, if they ask me to talk, I'm going to say no, I don't want to get up. <laughs> but that is one good thing about the Toastmasters organisation is it's very encouraging. So people, they don't really care if you can speak for an hour or, or five seconds. They just, they want, you know, they sort of encourage you to get up. So who, who encouraged they, you to get up? Like, is it like a meeting is ran by one person or how does it work? So basically it's a uh, club is, is um, consists of all the members that belong to that one club and all of them are part of the, each meeting and they all have different roles in the, in the, um, in each meeting. Some of them might be speaking, some of them might be doing evaluation. But, yeah, I guess in that situation, it was just whoever was running that particular segment in the club just encouraged me you know, to get up and, and have a go. So I did, even thinking I wouldn't do it, I wouldn't like to. Uh, so what did you talk I guess, about when they, when they got you up? What was your, did they give you something like on a script to say or did they just go, here's a topic? Basically, here's a topic. So uh, one thing when you go to a meeting, they have many different segments. Some of them are sort of rehearsed pre-rehearsed uh, speech that you, that you give out, which can go for five or six minutes. And they have other little random topics which are more like impromptu and ask you to get up and just speak for 30 seconds on talk about clouds. I don't know. could be the topic for the day. It always changes. And that would have been something that I would have, they would have asked me to get up and have a go. I guess after that first meeting, I was kind of hooked. It sort of did set up a, it did sort of ignite a, a spark that was in me. And from that point, I decided, oh, this is really fun. And I kept going and joined Toastmasters and kept going into meetings and, and learning and becoming better. And it's really helped me. So in which ways did it did it help you? Like, obviously, you said that you were lacking confidence in certain areas. Um, I think we all do. until it's like you say, you don't know until you know. But um, how did how did it like in which ways did it help you? Cool. So it's. As I already mentioned about the encouragement, that's one big part of the Toastmasters. So you have a lot of people that go along to meetings and they're nervous and they just don't want to get up, but they know that they need, they need help. So that encouragement, is, I think, is a big part of the Toastmasters. And they also don't ever you know, ridicule you if you get up and, and you, you start up, whatever. They don't, you know, there's no sort of um, picking on people. That's all really good to encourage people to do that. So the way that it helped me, as I just as I mentioned before, it teaches you a lot of these, these life skills. When you go to Toastmasters, you actually sort of join uh, what's like they have, they have like a program and the program sort of steps you through all of these skills one by one. So the first one might be uh, about eye contact. So you have to write a speech and deliver that. And it will all be around making sure that you focus on doing eye contact. So you learn that skill. And then the next time it might be do a speech and make sure you focus on doing good body language. Once you get through all these speeches and then you have a segment of Toastmasters where you get evaluated on everything you do so that you can learn and grow. So after you go through this sort of program they have, you learn these skills. Good practice as well, like getting up all the time and constantly learning to, to speak 
and sort of builds on getting to you having these skills, I guess. And it just it's just like a lot of things just takes good practice and repetition as well. When I was gonna say when you say that, you know, the you they evaluate you, is that just like a feedback session? What does that look like? Yeah. So yeah, it's basically well when you do a speech, a lot of them have evaluation points. It'll tell a person you need to look for this, this and this and make feedback about those points. Did they do this well? Did they do that well? So that's sort of how our speech is evaluated at the end. I'll say, you know, you know, your speech was good, but we recommend maybe adding some pause to your speech. That gives a lot more impact. Or we recommend that you make some more eye contact or something like that. They'll pick up things that you didn't do properly. And then you're going, okay, well, I need to, I need to learn that for next time. Yeah. So that's how the sort of the evaluation works. Here's a question. Did they, because I went to, when I worked for Nespresso, I did a a course through them at NIDA and it was the art of presenting. And so it was about Mm -hmm. standing up and public speaking and, you know, how to present well. And I guess it's it's something that they would do if you were going to become a a TV presenter, something like that. But they, the very first thing they did at NIDA was film you and then make you watch it back and then film you at the end of the course and make you watch it back. Did they ever do that sort of thing? No, but it's funny you mention that because when I was going on to the club, a lot of people, some of them would actually uh, record their speeches just using uh, a microphone just so they got the, the audio. And actually it was me that came up with the idea thinking, hang on, why aren't we filming this? Normally you go to a Toastmasters meeting, you don't see a camera anywhere. So, And I always did try to push that. So I would go along. And in fact, I have got a lot of my speeches up on YouTube still. And I would record them. Because I think as you are sort of getting to having that visual feedback is just, you can't put a price on that. It's really helpful. Getting the audio is good, but when you actually have, yeah, your visual feedback. Well, I just think I found when they did the the visual feedback on me, like I I don't love public speaking. I don't think anybody really, well, some people really love it. You know, it was one of those things that were like, who wants to go first? And I put my hand up straight away because I'm like, I'm in the mindset of get it done, get it over with. And then when they made me watch it back, it was really interesting to see the body language side of it. And so even though I sounded fairly confident and sounded like I knew what I was talking about, the body language that I had, like shifting back from one foot to the other and that sort of thing, just proved how nervous I actually was. And so that filming yourself to see yourself public speaking is actually, I think it's really interesting. It's a great initiative that you did to encourage them to to do more of that. Absolutely. Yeah, it's invaluable feedback. Um, Self-feedback is always the best, I find, Mm because you're always your own critic. So who, I know you said that you sort of kind of stumbled upon Toastmasters and didn't know you needed it, but who were you before joining Toastmasters? Because I know you quite well now over the years and you're quite charismatic and funny and, you know, you get along with everyone and in a crowd of people, you're not afraid to mingle and talk. Was that always been the David Mudge that we know and love or was there you know have you sort of come more out of your shell since doing that yeah I definitely come out of my shell so before I went to Toastmasters I was you know still fine I wasn't a you know, complete hermit but I did have some confidence issues uh, mainly a lot of times at work in the workplace I was you know lacking some confidence if you have to stand up or be part of a meeting I was more the sort of person that would just be part of the crowd mm-hmm. never never really the life of the party but, yeah, the Toastmasters, I guess, just sort of unlocked something in me. Now, I do I do want to make that as a, as a point. Toastmasters might not give you something you haven't already got or it, it will help you, obviously, but I do 
before I found, I did find one for me. I did have that sort of spark inside me already. When I was in school, I used to be in things like the uh, lead role in, in the school play, and I always wanted to be in drama, and I was doing plays and that sort of stuff. So I wasn't really lacking confidence. It did unlock something that was in me. But, yes, that sort of, I guess, I maybe somewhere along, along the line, I lost that confidence or I went into a show. I don't, know, I don't really know why. But definitely Toastmasters got me out of it and have been doing things now I never thought I'd be doing, which was really good. So let's talk about that. So your newfound confidence, yep. obviously, you're, you know, you're life of the party when there's a party to be had these days. And what other sort of things have you sort of, you can look back on and go, you know what, I would never have done this previously. What is that newfound confidence and what are the things you're doing that you've never done before? Fantastic. Well, one of the few things that I, I can remember, so my dad had his 60th birthday some years ago and normally there's always someone in the family that will get up and speak or, or, or run the show. And I found myself being the MC at his 60th birthday. And even though it's just around family, you think, so what? You know, it's just family people. But it, it was never, that was never me. Like if we were around, even people that I know, family, I, I wouldn't be the sort of person that would want to get up and speak in front of them. It just wasn't me. So that's one of my first big things that I, that I did after having Toastmasters, which I never thought I'd do. Now, with the Toastmasters, in fact, as well, they do have a committee in their clubs, someone has to run the, each club and make sure that you know things get done. And I actually found myself after being in the Toastmasters being the, the club president, which again, I don't I don't do that. I'm not really a leader. I don't, you know, I'm not normally going along with the crowd, I'm not the person who's leading it. But I found myself, yeah, being the club president, looking after the club, making sure it ran properly, which again was something I never thought I'd be doing. And that's one thing that Toastmasters does do for you as well. They're their actual motto is uh, where leaders are made. So they have this thing that it wants to make you a leader. It doesn't mean when you do Toastmasters that you have to become a politician or something like that. But it just be, yeah, it just helps you become more, you know, a leader and a bit more, you can be more responsible and, and take control of situations. So that's what it does. I can go on, but I mean, I started doing plays again. I never thought I'd be doing a play again, standing up in front of people and, and acting. That, that's been fun. Uh, being more outspoken at work meetings, that, that's also good. Social skills as well, as I said, being in a social crowd, uh, especially when you know, you're know in a situation and you, you might be at a party or something and you have to talk to someone that you don't know and someone that you never see again, but you've got to make small talk. Some people dread that sort of situation. Oh, I and hate now it. I don't. I hate small exactly. talk. Exactly. Now I, I kind of like it. I like to talk to new people. I, I was a meetup organiser, so running a meetup group. And one of the big things I think that did help me and I'm going to score some brownie points for this, but I do believe that Toastmasters, I do believe it contributed to me meeting my wife. She's probably listening right now. Shoot. She'll like that. But no, seriously, you know, you have, you know, you go out on, on dates. It's always nervous for, for both sides. But having that confidence, I just took control of it. I just, you know, was a fun person to be on date and she just wanted to see me again. So I think it's um, absolutely helps in that situation. It helped me to speak to at my wedding. So I never thought I'd, I have to disclose, I, this is my second marriage. My, my first marriage, I got up and spoke, and I still remember it to this day. I stumbled and fumbled and don't even remember what I said, but I know it was shocking and couldn't wait to sit down. But my recent, you know, my, my wedding this year, got up, spoke in front of the crowd, and I'm, I'm quite uh, happy with, with how I did it that. So, yeah. It was beautiful. And, yeah, you had the audience captivated, definitely, at the wedding. It was, it was a stunning wedding. Thank in you. my opinion, second best wedding of the year, but I'm biased. Mm. 
This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. So let's talk about the sort of while we're in this really positive space of what it can, you know, what finding your voice and finding your confidence, whether it's through Toastmasters or however you choose to find it, that's obviously brought a lot of positive things into your life. So how is your quality of life now versus, you know, however many years ago before? Yeah, um, absolutely. It's I don't know a thousand percent better. Uh, there's there's no there's no nothing bad about my quality of life now compared to what it was before. So I don't have that stress. You know, as I mentioned before, when we have to meet new people or social anxiety is, is a big thing. A lot of people have, and I don't have that stress anymore about being anxious in social situations. Having the confidence, I think, just makes me happier uh, and gives you more, more looking forward more to, to things a lot more and not stressing or worrying about things, I guess. So, yeah, my quality of life, can't even put a price on it. Good. That's what we want to hear. We want to see more of that, everybody living out their, their best life to the best of their ability. Um, you mentioned before that you run meetup groups. Is that specifically for Toastmasters that you do it, or are you venturing out into other areas? Like what does what does that involve? Okay, so I don't do that anymore. I did, I did run a meetup group for a while there, which sends back to something I never thought I would do. Now, running that group was, I don't know how it came about. I just, I, w- I will say it's nothing to do with Toastmasters, but Toastmasters sort of gave me the, the push to do it. It's, uh, I just, I started going to Toast to, sorry, not Toastmasters, the meetup groups for a while there and joining them. And then I, I just got the urge after being in Toastmasters. It gave me that skill and that ability to think, hang on, maybe I should just run one myself. So I did. I did a meetup group for a while there. I uh, started up just to do random things around Brisbane, going to the, I can't remember what this zoo or the, or the Mount, Mount Cutha, a few little things, you know, touristy things that people do. And, yeah, so I was becoming a leader, which I'm something I'm not always have been. As I said, I'm normally just part of the group. But to be a meetup group, you have to be a leader. You have to organise people and keep them under control. <laughs> but, yeah, basically. So that was, yeah, that was a lot of fun. and. As I said, I got, had the skills in place to be able to do that, and 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 it definitely worked. I knew I knew that I had you know had a successful sort of little run there, meeting, running the group and meeting people, and yeah, it was fantastic. So obviously, that's something that would flow into you becoming, I 
more social than you might have been before all of these positive changes. You, I know, a very social, sociable person. You know, you got a great group of friends around you and some of them, like my husband, have been around for a very long time and some of them, you know, are quite new. So what um, other sort of, I guess, how has it made you more social and what does that look and feel like for you uh, outside of, well, I guess inside and outside of your friend group? I guess having that confidence is what gives you that ability to be more social because without that confidence, you you don't, you know, you just sort of want to hide in the corner, I guess. Yeah, it's given me that confidence to be able to be social. And then outside my group, as I mentioned before, you know, meeting new people or going on, on dates. It's just giving you that ability to, mm. you know, oh, I'm not, I'm not so worried about if what someone thinks I say or that's, I think that's one part of, you know, the confidence level are, I'm going to say something stupid or they're going to, I'm going to make a joke or whatever. They're going to think I'm not funny or they're going to think, you know, whatever, whatever. You get the confidence. Uh, you don't really care. It's like, oh, whatever, you know, if, if they don't like what I'm saying or they don't, they don't like me or think I'm funny, I don't really, I don't mind, you know. I just get, you know, want to get myself out there. and Like I you're no longer looking that... for other people's approval. You just kind of, like I find, as you know, especially just as I'm getting older, I've always been somebody that really cares what everybody else thinks of them. But as I'm getting older, I'm finding I'm more and more, I don't care if you don't necessarily have the same opinion of me. I don't care. I'm not going to sit here and worry about what you're thinking of me at home because of something I might have done or said. Because I guess at the core of it, I know I'm a good person like you. And I guess on top of that, that when you have that confidence in yourself and the belief in yourself that, you know, you are a good person, you do the right things, you say the right things, you know, you abide by all the rules and the laws and everything that if you're a good person, then it doesn't really matter what anyone else says, doesn't matter what they think of you. And you can be social and be confident because you're confident in yourself and with who you are, if that makes sense. Or is this just the ramblings of a man who needs more wine? (laughs) No, no, I think you're, I think you're definitely right. Uh, I still obviously do worry sometimes about what, what people think. But, yeah, in social situations, I guess I was always worried, oh, I'm going to say something stupid or something they're not going to understand. understand. I, don't, I don't know, I guess. That's that's gone away now. And, yeah, I don't really mind talking to many people. It's It's kind of actually fun. Do you think with your social network, like your, your close friends, new ones, old ones, do you think that since you've made these positive changes and steps that your role has evolved within your friendships that you had previously? Like, I guess, do you think people see you differently now? I don't, I don't think it's evolved a great deal. I think I'm thinking people would have noticed the difference that I am obviously a bit more outgoing, a bit more happier these days. As I did say before, like, even though Toastmasters might be, might train you to be a leader, I'm still not really, that's not who I am. I can still be part of the crowd. I don't have to be, in that leader situation so it hasn't really changed in that dynamic where i'm becoming leader of a group or my social circle or anything like that well it has evolved because yeah i've become you know more outgoing more putting more into the group i guess sometimes i do take on the role of leader when i'm trying to organize these camps or whatever yeah it hasn't changed that much just just better just good if that answers your question yeah you, yeah you have <laughs> i know when um we all came out of lockdown last year and we took that big camping trip Benny he's very much he can be quite what's the word I'm looking for 
he's let's just say he's a natural leader he likes to try and take control of oh, situations yes. and when you you showed up with Sinter it was he sat back by the fire and it was really he was saying how nice it was to watch you sort of take a bit of control in even even just in terms of setting up your campsite and you know I think it's fair for me to say that you know I've known you for six six years I think now and I definitely have seen you grow and change into a more confident person and definitely around the time that that you met Sinter I think I saw the biggest change in you and that was again it was just all confidence and then of course when you meet that person who makes you that happy your entire personality sort of glows so I got to see a really lovely side of you that I had never seen before and you know throw in that added confidence that you have it was really nice to kind of go oh okay this is this is David Munch. This is the the guy that Benny always talks about. And this is the, you know, the kid that Benny became best friends with when you two were just so little. So I think that, you know, it's really nice and, and really beautiful to watch people that you care about grow and change and evolve. With that sentiment in mind, what do you think the future looks like for you? Great. I just wanted to, uh, I guess, comment on your point you just made, though, because it's very interesting. I started Toastmasters in 2013. So that's well before I met you. But having you say that you've seen me grow and change as a person sort of just proves, I guess, that with Toastmasters, it always is uh, helping you. you know, and even if you've been there for six years or whatever, you're always growing, you're always learning. So that's why a lot of people you find don't leave the club. It's not like, oh, I've done Toastmasters now, I've done the, my year and I've learned everything I need to know, that's it. You keep going because you keep learning new skills, you keep practicing, repetition, repetition. And, and as you've proven, uh, you've seen a growth in me, even even though I was already a Toastmaster when you met me. So, yeah. I think as well, when you did the play and you invited us to come and see the play, which we never, I know I never saw, maybe Benny might have seen one show. I think Benny did actually. But um, that was an interesting move because obviously I didn't really know you that well, I guess, mm. at that point. And so when Benny was like, oh, David's in a play, I was like, no, David doesn't seem the kind to go in a play. Whereas now mm. I think if Benny was like, oh, did you know David's, you know, he's joined this thing and he's going to be in a play, I'd be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Good for him. Um, <laughs> any more plays on the cards, Mr. Mudge? I do. Would like, I would love to do some more, absolutely. And, you know, silly, I haven't done any. It's just it takes a lot of, does take a lot of time out of your schedule to do a play. I remember the first one I did, it was about three or four months of your life, and that was three days a week rehearsing so that's the only reason i haven't done one again uh recently but i would like to to do definitely do some more in the future and it's a shame that i'm actually moving away from the area which we're at the merriam in now north brisbane is where the the um, theater company was that i was i was doing work for or doing work for but doing plays for now i've lived here for two years and i haven't been back to do a play with them yet and i'm now moving away but i'm sure i'll find uh, a new theater group somewhere down the south side of brisbane but definitely want to do some more plays and just it's something yeah I, I wouldn't have thought I'd, I'd do again and just want to add but doing the plays you know like you get a lot more crowd so you know you go to a Toastmasters meeting you might be speaking in front of you know 10-15 people you do a play you're potentially going to be in front of you know 100 200 300 people which is and you gotta think well how does that sort of work with Toastmasters and I guess 
with the Toastmasters, it doesn't really, it teaches you that it doesn't really matter if you're speaking in front of one person or a thousand or a hundred thousand people. The skills they, they give you, you know, you can stand up and speak in any, any, any size crowd really with those skills. It doesn't really matter. I guess, I guess if I can quote Star Wars, Toastmasters teach you, teaches you that size matters not. <laughs> and I just want, I wanted to get that in there so much and I've now done it. <laughs> but it is true. It is very true. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely some more players on the horizon. I'm not going to be running for Prime Minister or anything like that, but absolutely, definitely um, being able to do things that I've always wanted to do, I guess. What advice for others who are looking to find their own confidence and their voices again? What advice do you have for anyone out there who might be listening and feeling inspired? Absolutely. Mm. Can I just start out by saying uh, I don't want to come across as well that I'm trying to sell anything here. I'm not financially invested in Toastmasters anyway, but I, I'm the sort of person that when I have, I'm very passionate, passionate about things. And when I find something that I'm passionate about, I like, I love talking about it and I love encouraging others to try it out too. So that's really what I'm all about. Just so I want to get that out of the way. But what I want to say with Toastmasters, it doesn't matter who you are. We had people in the club that are already, in that sort of role in their professional situation, people like lawyers, doctors, police officers, people that already have to do public speaking or might already have experience and are really good at it, they still went to Toastmasters, even though they they already knew the stuff that was there and not because they need to learn anything, but also it helped them that, that practice, that repetition, I guess, coming back to that. And on the, on the, on the, on the very um, other end of the scale, you have people that are nervous and shy and come along to a meeting and, just don't even want to get up, but they know that they need they need something. They need some help, and that's a lot. Of, well, a lot of people who used to come as new members would just be like, "Ah, oh, you know, someone told me I should join it. I, you know, I need to do it for my work or whatever, or I need some more confidence." And someone said it might help me. I think anyone can join Toastmasters. Anyone can get can get any benefit out of it, whether you're experienced or not. It can do wonders, you know. Like I said, and and just that giving you that confidence or main, maintaining that confidence as well, because that's why people still attend the meetings as i said before you don't just go for a, a year and stop you keep going because you keep maintaining those skills it's all about yeah doing that so my advice is really anyone should do it even if you don't think you need it go along and have a go to a meeting see what you think and yeah put yourself outside of your comfort zone because that's where the good stuff happens absolutely well david thank you so much for uh, coming on my little podcast It's been an absolute pleasure having a little evening chat with you and very much looking forward to what the future has in store for you. Yeah, amazing. Thank you so much. That's great. Thank you so much for having me. It's been fun. Well, guys, that's all for another fun-filled episode of Excuse Me, I Have Something to Say. I want to thank David one more time for being so open and honest and for sharing his personal story with all of us. If you're struggling to find your voice or your confidence for whatever reason, remember that there are people and groups out there that want to see you shine again. Whether it be a social group like David found in Toastmasters or your own social circle or even the support from a professional, there is always light on the other side and some amazing tools and services to help you get to where you want to be. That's all from me this week. So please remember to all stay safe, look after each other, and I'll see you next time.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.